Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Friends. With Tash York and Betty Bombshell. Hello and welcome to Friends with Benefits, the drunken dressing room shenanigans with some of the best cabaret, burlesque, circus and what the fuck are they doing performers from all around the world. My name is Tash York and I am hosting this with the one and only Miss Betty Bombshell. Woo! Hey mate, how you doing? How's the tricks? Oh yeah, pretty good, you know, just hanging out in my isolation glitter station, you know, just getting on by, allowed to see one other person not from my household outside. Now it's pretty fucking wild Ew. here in Melbourne. You are moving up. I was going to say, moving are you? Up. No. What's that? Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I loved it. It was a dance party in Yeah, yeah. Just, Aren't you? I was going to say, you're allowed out of your little isolation station over yes. there for like a two more time now. Aren't you? Two hours. Yep. Doubled, doubled <laughs> our parole time. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, no, it's been a nice time. Um, it's been really sunny here, which is very odd for Melbourne in oh. September. Normally you get back from it's Edinburgh Fringe and it's still just like winter, like, and it's not a good time. But <laughs> <laughs> this year it's been wonderful. Wonderful, which has been so great because we've really been able to utilize it, you know, to its max. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking salty. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I got wine. It's, it's so, so fun. Yeah. You got wine. You got a glitter curtain. But you said, okay. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Okay. That's fine. What well, else have you been up to? Have you been outside? Have you been using your electric scooter? I, <laughs> I, I'm still not over that you bought that. Like, I'm still not past it. Okay. You, have, you both have electric scooters and it's honestly all I want to see. I don't actually understand how you don't realize <laughs> that this would be happening. Okay. Because first of all, um, we got... But they're so expensive. <laughs> no, they're not. They're like semi... Okay. They're pretty expensive. They're, they were like $600 a piece. They're $600 what? a piece. Yeah. But we just used our bond money. So it didn't matter. Like it was just like, you know, what? we got the bond money back <laughs> and we were like, home fuck it. Home like, home yeah. We were just like, you know, what? fuck it. Because we don't have a car now, right? So, like, getting to Bunnings is like a 2.3-kilometre walk. Not that we can go to Bunnings at the moment, but when we can, it's a 2.3-kilometre walk, right? So if you've yep. got a backpack, you've got your electric scooter, it's good for the environment, you're not getting in an Uber with some random person, you know, you can stop off at the True. pub on the way. Like, it's just such a convenient so mode of Are transportation. Are you allowed to... Are you allowed to drink and ride? Is that allowed? I, I feel like it's the same as like a car or a bike. Like, so, you know, you're supposed to be at like a legal level, but like, I'm pretty sure people ride their bikes pissed all the time. So, I, I mean, not say. that I'm condoning that, but you know, I probably But if you do it, we, back, like, I mean, you know, I mean, I'll probably. Uh, nah, you know, it, it takes a certain level of skill to ride a scooter, um, even an electric one <laughs> at that. <laughs> A skill that you don't yet have, I'm assuming. I do. Adelaide Fringe. All remember right, remember right. the oh, Lime Scooter Life? The, the Lime Scooter Life. Do yes. you know what? I did not get on one of those scooters. Are you fucking kidding I'm, me? 
What? Okay. All right. You know how clumsy I am. Like I'm just walking down the street and I will just, fall, you know, just well, you're not walking. A bit of a Are you? You're just standing. You're just standing and it's moving for yeah, you. Right. You're, you're not even doing it anymore. That. That's good. And That's you really can good. bring all your props with you. You can have your fucking burlesque <laughs> fans in there. Your fucking like, 10 other costumes, just chiffon behind. Yeah. The only like issue. 100 days, 100 days. <laughs> the only issue is the wig <laughs> situation with the with the helmet. It's like <laughs> that actually. That's why I never got on one because I was like, now I've done my hair. Fuck yeah, that. yeah. Whereas mine over. looked like a train wreck anyway, so it didn't really fucking matter. It was just oh more. <laughs> um, Maybe the helmet actually enhanced it. Maybe I you think should it, wear that as I part of your hair now. Everyone's like, okay. I love your beehive. I was like, oh, it's just a straight pony. That's Thanks. cool. Don't it's worry about it. <laughs> it's from Gamer. So I yeah, that it at seven eleven. And then walking, uh, obviously. I've been doing September, uh, raising money and awareness for cerebral palsy, so trying to do 10,000 steps a day, which is really hard within Ooh. one hour. But now I've got two hours, so it's like it's been sweet as. So far you just raised. like stand in your house just walking. <laughs> the other night Literally I was 500 like steps doing, off. I can see it. 500 steps off just before bed. <laughs> Did you do it? Kev, I've got to do 500 more steps. I just started walking around the bed in a square and he was like, this is really, really attractive. I was like, here you go. And I just took my pants off. I was like, is that better? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So what have you been doing? Gorgeous. What's been Gorgeous. happening? What have I been doing? Yeah. I've been up to Perth is popping. Perth is like getting into weird summertime as well. I got sunburnt. I know that's not very shocking. What? But really? So the sun was <laughs> out for longer than 20 minutes? That's crazy. See, this is a cardigan. This is actually just my skin. I'm wearing a burgundy cardigan. For those who there. can't see her, she's wearing a burgundy cardigan. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's an all um, No, it's been tippy tops, been doing lots of teaching. There's still shows happening. Weirdly gearing up for like a Perth Fringe time, which is so good. It's it's very bizarre to be like, yeah, you know, Perth Fringe, but everyone is just watching from afar. It's a fucking weird vibe. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I've been I've been asked to be a booker for a show that's gonna happen in Perth, but the producers like Elsewhere, it's all very strange. And mm. I was like, okay, I, I guess uh, you're not here to see. You're like a mule of talent, you know, like just a drug mule of talent. You like, man, I, I can source this and talent. that. And the, uh, uh, yeah, you're the the, the that is on my the, new title. On the inside. <laughs> I'm like a cartel. Any bombshell. Miss Burlesque Australia, mule of talent. <laughs> mule of talent. Podcaster. Fuck the other titles. <laughs> mule of talent, podcaster. That's good. I think that really wraps me up nicely. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, very sunburnt at the end. Uh, very sunburnt. <laughs> Perth, WA. Uh, Perth, fuck you. Yeah, great. Great, great, yeah, great, great. great. Uh, and now it's time for friendly news to benefit yous. The Adelaide Fringe will deliver a huge boost to South Australian artists and venues with the announcement of $500,000 in grants to assist them in their planning for the 2021 season. Grant applications for South Australian artists and producers from all genres and disciplines are now open and close on the 21st of October. Applications will be assessed on a rolling basis upon submission until all funds are exhausted. So get in there, get your money South Australia and make sure if you're out of South Australia that you pop in a registration for the festival which runs from the 19th of February to the 21st of March 2021. And in news for the Melbourne Fringe, it's starting again this November against all odds and they're presenting a boundary pushing program of experimental digital art and including some of the first in-person events in Melbourne post-COVID lockdown. Fingers crossed, as long as those St Kilda people didn't fuck it up. Anyway, with a digital festival launch on the 20th of October, the Fringe will be hosting 
a bevy of live streamed and in-person events right from their hub at Trades Hall. It's all under embargo right now, but we're pretty sure you'll see a few familiar faces presenting work. Shh, it's not me. Oh, that was very informative. Thank, Thank you so much. much. I feel mm. wiser. I feel rich in knowledge. <laughs> Good. Good, you I should. Do. Yes, yes, mm. indeed. Miss mm, mm. uh, Betty Bombshell, we have a very excellent, excellent guest mm-hmm. in our midst right now. And uh, I'm absolutely bloody thrilled to be introducing this next performer. Are you excited, Betty? Are you bloody excited? I'm so fucking excited. I'll tell you what, girl. Oh, I'm so excited to bring on this guest. Uh, she's an established Melbourne, <laughs> Australian, statewide, world, global icon as the Queen Woo! of you know, she um, she often lives alone with her budgie Dante and enjoys tax time, office space, bonding activities, office invoice eye carving, and uh, a, a fucking incredible, amazing drag queen to boot. Can we please give it up for the one and only Karen from Finance? Yes, Karen. Yes. The financials are in the house. <laughs> tell you what, tax time is coming early. Oh, How are you? God. Hi, lovers. I'm really well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with your little gorgeous bubbly personalities. I'm having. I can't, <laughs> let's have a blast. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. I know everyone thinks we're normally this happy, but this is just podcast stuff. You know, this is just our. Yeah, I think because we know that we're just going to be spending time with an absolutely awesome performer and then also drinking wine. It's like our happy place, you know, doing the podcast. Even if we are all in separate locations, it doesn't matter. I know. No, we're really across the globe, aren't we? Mostly just Australia, but we're really across the globe today. We're across the, yeah, well, you know what, that's the thing with these Zooms and these podcasts, they make you global and they make you forget the fact that your career's in the shitter and that all of your things are in storage and you're doing a podcast with two of your besties in the spare room at your parents' house in Cranbourne. Yeah! <laughs> Kicking go! Fucking Cranbourne! There you go! You're residing in Cranny! Ooh, love it! That's right, but you know, I sit here in front of my green screen with my pixelated digital background and my lovely, you know, <laughs> faux AliExpress recording equipment. <laughs> I'm just living the Melbourne dream. Honestly, Honestly, if you're not doing that, you're not living the Melbourne dream because there's the, that's the only way to communicate with motherfuckers that outside your 5K bubble. Like, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's one hundred percent. Those who don't adapt, they will fail. So you know what? We're all we're all doing it. We're all bloody doing it. So how's your Corona coaster <laughs> been so far, Karen? What's been what's been the hippity haps ever since uh, Lady Rona made herself uh, part of our lives? If I'm I'm living the dream. I'm having the time of my life. You know, I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about the suburbs of Melbourne. I uh... <laughs> just the ones in your five k though. Just those ones. That's it. Oh, I'm exercising more than ever. Um, I know. It's not really. I mean, (laughs) I I, I used to never, ever exercise, but now I do go for a one, like a one hour walk. Mm -hmm. Whereas before the extent of my exercise was either A, getting out of bed in the morning, which sometimes Mm. didn't happen, or B, it was just like (laughs) sweating in a corset on stage. That was enough for me. Honestly, that's a lot of exercise. Betty, you know, I've taken you out of those. I was going to say, (laughs) just that. That's, That's just the course of peeling it. off my supple, <laughs> supple body. <laughs> we, I am the fat blaster. That's what I'm going to rename myself here. That's it. <laughs> you know those things that like they yeah, make your body warm and they're like, yeah, that'll get rid of all the fats. Like, no, nah, bitch, wear a fucking wig and a corset and you'll be fucking fat Girl. blasting away. You know, I, I actually used to have one of those. Did you? <gasps> yes, Did it work? Yes. About, no, about 12 years ago. 
I bought I bought one from the shopping mall, and it was like it was a it was like a like a strap that you wrapped around your stomach, mm-hmm. and you yeah, plugged yeah. it in, and it shook you. Um, and <laughs> the idea was that it shook the fat off of you. I don't know how it was supposed to work. Anyway, it shook. <laughs> it like it said you can only use it for a maximum of ten minutes at any one time. That's so and concerning. so I used to like I did <laughs> it for a little bit, but then after maybe a month, like it was not working. Nothing was happening. I was like, this is bollocks. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for longer. And so. After every 10 minutes when it, self, like, when it shut itself off, I would turn it back on again. Yeah. And I got up to 50. I did 50 minutes. I was feeling fine. And I was in that next lot of 10 that would take me to 60. Instant oh, no. nausea. Oh. <laughs> Instant nausea. I never touched the thing. It made me so sick. Oh, so sick. <laughs> oh, my God. So when you say it's shaking you, is it how, how much, how shook are you during this process? Is it like a little... Just a teeny vibration, or are you feeling it? You feeling like a lava lamp? Did you? Did your parents or like anyone you know when you're growing up have one of those? Like it looked like a treadmill, but you wrap like a rubber band around your waist, and that yes. shakes your body. Yes, it was like a modern version of that. Yeah, I what do you to, call those uh, machines? I don't even know. I think like, I know the one you mean, but my I always dad have them has in one. shopping centers, and you're like, oh, cool, yeah, what a great way! Rattle, to rattle, like, rattle, rattle. You know. <laughs> Just what that, a good yeah. way to sell it to people, just watching them be jellyfish at a fucking shopping centre. Like, yeah, I'll definitely get this yeah. one. Yeah, that's it. Expose no, that's the flabby parts of your body that you didn't even know were there. <laughs> Make yourself hate yourself that much that you actually go and go be on a diet. Like it's incredible. Even more. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a, it's the reflection when upon the vibrating machine that you're like, fuck, i got to sort this shit out. And then that's it. That's how you lose the weight. That's, That's amazing. right. That oh, wow. terrifying story. I was so actually much. just watching Kath and Kim, and she uses the fat blaster all the time. And just I know it's like around. those little pads, just like just vibrating very slightly. <laughs> I was like, I'm I mean, do that actually. So in theory, if only it worked. I oh, know. Um, so, Karen, we work. thought. We thought we'd start any good work party the way that, you know, it normally should start. And that is with mm-hmm. a, a bit of a game of never have I ever. Uh, and in this particular version, uh, if you have done the thing, um, we're going to get you to not only take a sip of your drink, uh, but we're also going to get you to do a, a sound, a little buzzer sound. So have you, have, a, have you had a thought about what your buzzer sound might be for this particular game? I might do a donkey noise, like I'm like I might do a little like like I might do a something like this. Is that nice. does that hurt no, the microphone? Nice. Does that no, damage that the listeners' so, ears? Nice okay, great. Nice. Yeah, really good, really good. It was um, music. No, that was gorgeous. Betty bombshell. So if I have, I'm going to do Eeyore and then drink. And then drink, yeah. The drinking's just, you know, the sidebar to us just being a bit more tizzy by the end of the game. But, you know, like, who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love it? It's everyone's intention. Exactly. I never get to play these. All right, my (laughs) buzzer is going to be, I'm going to say, Fat Blaster. That's (laughs) That's it. Yep. Great. And I might uh, finish that with a vomit. So uh, let's just... (laughs) (laughs) What? Very well rounded. A vomit. A vomit. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like a combo of what I'm going to do at the end of this podcast and Mm -hmm. also as a result of using the fat blaster and a donkey kicking me. So it's all the things. Uh, You know what? You really beautifully laced that together. That was gorgeous. That really was. That was something. Heal the world. Let's Um, play the game. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Sorry, I've been watching. (laughs) 
<laughs> UFC with Kev uh, because he made me watch it on the weekend and he put a bet on and I said that if he wins the bet that he has to spend that money of the bet that he won on an outdoor setting for our balcony and I watched UFC, the person won and now I'm getting an outdoor setting for our balcony. So I've never so, been so proud of you. So the guy who announces everything, he's the same as the, he's the brother of the let's get ready to rumble guy from boxing. You know that? <gasps> let's get ready to rumble. What? He's the brother. Yeah. He's the brother. What a gifted family. Oh. So he's always like, it's time. And everything he announces, just like, we're going to play a game today of never have I ever. <laughs> like, it's great. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Imagine living at home with him and like he made dinner and he was letting you know dinner was ready. It would be so good. So good. Do you reckon he does it at home? The family for Christmas, both brothers just outdoing themselves. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's gorgeous. So good. We should get him on the podcast next to see if he talks like that all the time. I think that's a really good crossover UFC and friends with benefits. I think that's really <laughs> You know, our listeners will really appreciate not. it. You know, he is in the arts. I mean, he is. He's an announcer. It's true. We like to try new things as well. We're just trying to bring everyone together. That's, that's it. it. All right. First question. <laughs> Never have all I right. ever. <clears throat> Never have I ever lied to get a gig. Um, yes, hit us up. What's your story? What's your well, story? I'm just drinking. I mean, I just love listening. Let me drink. Let me drink. Yeah. Well, but not a vicious lie. No, like I'm not gonna. Vicious. I'm no. not gonna do that to myself. But. <laughs> <laughs> or am I? No, I'm not going to do that to myself. But of course, I'm sure we've all done it. We've like said, if someone said, hey, do you have like experience doing this? Can you do this? It's like, well, no, I've never done that before. But will I do it for you? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I think I've done it like where I used to have a skill, but I haven't really updated that skill in a number of years. And so it's still just like on my <laughs> resume. And they're like, you can tap dance. It's like, yeah, musical theater, seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> So like just dash your and away on stage. <laughs> I used to be very good at musical theatre school. Have I worn my tap shoes since the end of 2013? Absolutely not. Like not even one bit. So, yeah, but it doesn't yeah, mean it's not a skill that you have. I, that's it. That's why I didn't, that's why I didn't say it was a lie, but it's not a current skill. <laughs> It's not a current <laughs> skill. We just haven't got the update, you know. We haven't installed the update yet. Yeah, I'm on like Windows 2. Like, you know, it's just been a while. Since just, so. two. just two. That's it. <laughs> you know, right. that's one piece of advice my mother gave me. Um, I think it's the only piece of advice my mother gave me. It might be <laughs> the only thing that spoken to me, actually. But <laughs> um, she said, you know what? Just if you can't do something, tell him you can and figure it out later. And that's that's exactly good advice. It. That is good. That is very good, good advice. advice. And that also, I would like to. I, I'd like to take an opportunity to reverse it as well. Have we ever lied to not do a gig? Like in terms of like, oh, yes. hi, my uh, my company or my friends and I are interested in booking you for this, and I just say, oh, sorry, I'm not offering that service <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Sorry. I don't do drugs. Oh, 100%. Oh. It's like a COVID <laughs> template at the moment. Hi, would you like to host this thing online for my 700-person employee company trivia bingo at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday? Like, absolutely oh, not. not. I'm not available. That is, I don't man. offer that service. <laughs> I'm never available again. That's not it for me. Absolutely oh. not. Oh, yucky. Goodness That's me. True. All right. Never have I ever forgotten my lines. 
vomit. I mean, I have to say yes. I have to say I I would be doing myself a disservice to say that I always (laughs) remember. (laughs) I remember everything. Oh, but it's more like I guess because I, you know, my my talk on a microphone and on stage is more so ad libbed rather than like a theatrical script. Uh, it's like, have I ever said the wrong thing on stage? Absolutely, all the time. <laughs> Actually, one of them I remember. Um, I, it wasn't really a bad thing, but I, the crowd was vicious. I was in Perth and I was at Connections, and I was hosting. I think I was hosting for a Trixie Mattel show, and uh, I was trying to like rev the crowd up in an intermission and i was like oh we've got you know this drag queen coming next month we've got this drag queen coming later in the year and i was like being a Trixie show let's finish with katia you know so i was like and then in december katia's coming and the crowd booed me because she was not coming she was coming to every city except her (laughs) and i've never i've never had the audience turn on me so hard Uh, it was vicious like i had to leave the state it was not good it was not oh, cute. Wow. That's a so connections sad. audience is a fierce audience as vicious. well. Snap vicious. Very Rightly snappy. so. They deserve oh, it, oh. you know. But You're vicious. Like, I'm That's from true. Melbourne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And now <laughs> it's like they're like, yeah, who the fuck's coming to Perth now? Everyone. Coming <laughs> to Melbourne. <laughs> so Remember that Karen from Finance? Like she's like, oh, oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Hard, oh, that would have been that would have been so hard. Oh, I've oh, announced wow. the wrong yeah. person so before. I've done that. Like I, <laughs> I announced someone as their half government name and then the last name <laughs> of the next act coming up. <laughs> so um, it was, so it's a new duo number. It was sorry. Malachi Frost <laughs> and I announced him as Kieran, which is his government name, and Malone, which is Adam Malone, the next act. <laughs> Oh, it's almost as bad as when you when you when you don't remember their name full stop and you're like, coming up next is an amazing an performer. Amazing performer. <laughs> They're right. Trick here. There, I always just get so excited in like talking them up that when it comes time to actually pronounce their name, I am so high pitched and squealing that no one can understand what I say. And coming up next, the world famous, the absolutely incredible. <laughs> I'm like, get that round of applause going. Start cheering. Oh, my God. Here they come. Just run off the stage. And then run. (laughs) Just leave. This is great. I'm jotting this down. This is helpful MC tips. You're welcome, everyone. I Uh, love that. Just like. Also, Tash York and Karen from Binance are never getting a hosting gig (laughs) ever again after this. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, are we allowed to leave our state forever after this? I mean, who knows? We'll just be hosting each other. We'll know each other's minds. We've got a great online trivia night you can host, though, if you're available. Ah, so, yeah. 700, 700 people. The proc 700 people. Proc. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. <laughs> Such good I am not currently now. offering this service at this time. <laughs> Drama, I'll get you. I'll, I'll email you next week. Yeah, I'll double check. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mule. At it again. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my name now. Uh, I'm so about it. All right. Uh, last one is never have I ever had unexpected bodily fluids on stage. <laughs> this is such <gasps> a disgusting question. Never have I ever had bodily fluids accidentally on stage? <laughs> As in like just we didn't like want them around <laughs> and then they happened. Like, in the- What do you mean? Like was I halfway through a spot number and then came? 
like maybe, maybe. I don't know. Oh, actually, I maybe I can give it a, a something to this. Oh, it, but it wasn't real bodily fluids, but it was like it was like a prop representing bodily fluids. Perfect. Yeah. Any perfect. Perfect. Full stop. You know. I hate any to fluids. be. I hate to be that bitch, but I'm going to do another Drag Race reference. Please. Um, I don't, don't actually... Oh, yeah, I do remember. So it was like... I think it was the second time I ever worked with a Drag Race girl. It was Pearl from mm-hmm. season oh, seven. Yes. And I, I was told by the promoter that uh, we I, I needed to play and come up with like an audience interaction game to like buy time and extend the show. And uh, I was like, oh, God, well, why don't... Um, I get a, why did I think this? I was like, why don't I get myself a bottle of mayonnaise and invite audience members from the audience to come up on stage and give the mayonnaise to Pearl and she can give them a Pearl necklace. (laughs) (laughs) That is a hilarious idea. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) She didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. We got four people from the audience and uh, she, I mean, she must have thought I was ridiculous. But uh, so next minute. (laughs) She's ridiculous. It would have been fine. We have Pearl splashing mayonnaise all over these like audience members who are loving it. But meanwhile, I'm in like stilettos trying to prance up and down the stage (laughs) hosting this and I slipped in the mayonnaise and threw my microphone into the audience which hit someone in the head. So I guess that's like coming on stage. I guess that's coming on stage, right? Yes, that is. It's like the drag equivalent of coming on stage. I totally thought that was going to go down the like line of like, and someone was lactose intolerant and like went to hospital. (laughs) I was ass over tip. Last of a tip, someone got a smack in the head. There's pearl necklaces happening. This sounds like an after party, honestly. It like, really does. <laughs> no, honey, it was the main show. <laughs> Jesus, Literally. what happened to the party? <laughs> Ooh, that is gorgeous. Oh, that, I think that definitely is the best answer to that question. We've 100%. Had yet. Love 100%. That. Love it. Well, there you go. I'm Beautiful glad I stuff. could provide. Thank you for bringing that memory up. Actually. No, you're, you know. that, this is what we <laughs> aim to achieve here at the Friends with Benefits podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. No, that's it. We're just bringing terrible memories back. Or hilarious ones. <laughs> One terrible, hilarious right. memory at a time. <laughs> that's how people describe us. Uh, beautiful. So, Karen from Finance, my love, we want to know, we being Tash and I and our millions of listeners everywhere across Divide the globe. Divide by hey. 20 million. <laughs> and then you can get the actual the times something by. equals pi. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, how did you get started in drag? How did you get started in the beers? Well... I got started in the biz, um, I guess like circumstantially, I didn't like mean to get into it, but uh, I, before I was a drag performer, was such, and still am, such a huge fan of burlesque. I ran a bar in Fitzroy, the Black Cat, and which was right around the corner from Burlesque Bar, which I'm sure you what? would remember. And yeah. I used to, at the end of every shift, every weekend, I would I would go there religiously. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And... Uh, uh, I used to, I remember si- sitting in the audience, you know, night after night with a martini in one hand, watching the girls on stage in sequin gowns, dancing around to other people's music. And I was like, wow, I wish I could do something like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was obsessed. It, it was just magic to me. It was absolute magic. It still is. And uh, yeah, you know, fast forward like 
through my hazy party years, um, all of a sudden one day I was like doing drag and got asked to do a show and I was like, oh, hang on. I guess I'm like <laughs> doing that thing that I used to fantasize about. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was, it was kind of at that point that I realized what was going on that I started taking it a bit more seriously, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was through, it was, it truly was my inspiration was the, the Burley scene. And that I really so want to know is like, have you ever actually worked in finance before? Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know you do, but where did the finance uh, equivalent come from? Well, the finance started off, I mean, it is a gag still, obviously, but it, like, it's, it was never based off anything. It was actually... <laughs> I've always wanted to ask you this. I was like, did you Same. used to be some like always. fucking like payroll bitch that was just like, fuck you all. Like, I'm going to drag this motherfucker up. Like, is this based on a person you know? I'm obsessed. It's, Please tell. It's like a joke that came out. Of, I mean, that so the... Finance bit came off of, um, I named myself kind of off a like a dress that I found at the op shop. I found this dress. Um, a couple of us found these gaudy 80s prom dresses at the, mm. at the, at the Selvos and we, we bought them and wore them to a house party, um, you know, without being in drag, we just wore dresses and we were yeah. wasted and we started coming up with the characters for who would have, like the women who would have bought the dresses when they were brand new. Yeah. <laughs> and I decided yes. that the lady who bought my dress was called Karen and she was middle-aged, very lonely, worked in an office, like, and yeah. So that was like Karen from finance. Yes. So when I did drag for the first time, I'd never thought of coming up with a drag name, I guess. Then I was asked, who are you? And that was the <laughs> memory that came to mind. I was like, oh, I'm Karen from Finance. It was stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's I dumb. Know. Like, that's not a it's drag name. It's so not an, any name. No, but it's but, perfect. Uh, it's perfect. I, I heard that, that same party. I was, again, super wasted, dancing on a dining room table, whatever hour in the morning. And I overheard someone say, who's that? Like, <laughs> on the table. And the response that the person they asked gave them was, oh, that's Karen from finance. <laughs> when, I, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, oh, okay, this is, we got to roll with this. So this I've never, happening. I've never really worked in finance. This is a gag that went well. Um, but it's like a gag that I've always feel like I need to learn more about. Like, I don't know how I've made it this far. Still just like whinging about archiving invoices. Like, I don't know. I need more content, you know? <laughs> You know why? Because that's honestly all of us know about finance. That is the level that everybody knows about finance. So you're an yes. expert. Yeah. Well, that's the other side of it is that anytime someone's like, who are you? And I say, oh, I'm Karen from finance. They're like, oh my God, that's so funny. Do you do this and this and this and this and this? And I'm like, yes, that's, that's yes, what my character is based off of. And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> you're hilarious. <laughs> Like, thank you. No work required. Thank you very much. Yeah, that has kind of like that's kind of been the premise of all these years. It's so weird. It's so fun. It's I mean, it's so much fun to play with. I'm I feel so lucky that I had that one drunken night on the garbage bins out the back of someone's house in Fitzroy that I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> where all my best yes. memories come from to be yes. honest honestly so, yeah you know that's where I was born you know that's absolutely <laughs> it. it's right there I love that so when you you know you had your uh to quote your <laughs> hazy party days and then you started to take it a little more seriously um mm. how what happened there what happened for you how did you take it more seriously what sort of what was the next step well, it was, I feel like it was a culmination of a couple of things. One, I was really overwhelmed with how people were receiving 
what like I was putting out there and I was really able to like call on like you know cult like films and things that I love like the movie nine to five and the whole premise behind you know like equality in the workplace and like the politics of of um you know of all that kind of all that all that kind of hysteria that goes really well with the character Karen from Binance. Mm. I was really inspired. I was like, oh, there's something there's something solid here. But then at the same time, I was really liberated by the art of drag and enamored with it. I, I loved um, I loved the freedom that came with you know being a completely different made up person. I loved um, the artistry that came with drag. I loved the fact that I had somehow kind of like falsified a way into like the performing arts scene. <laughs> like all of a sudden, all of these people that I, you know, the scene that I'd enamored for years and years and years, I was like, I'm working with and performing with and I have things. I was like, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. So I just felt like, I felt like there's, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had here that I, I, can, I can do something with this. Like I can make a difference. I can, yeah. I can highlight political issues and I can, I can, I, I can be part of a change and I can have mm. so much fun doing it. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. So I love that. So, I mean, uh, that's, oh yeah. So you go. <laughs> No, I was going to say that is one of the wonderful things I think about like progressing in your, in this kind of arts community. Um, We've all got sort of our different like angles that we're involved with is that you can start to do those things. When you really get in there, you can start to to be that sort of louder voice that is making change or being political or, you know, starting a conversation. I think that's the wonderful thing about um, Uh, the arts really the I'm getting quite deep aren't they yes. no, the arts. no you're absolutely right and it's not like I mean not some people set out to be political in their art of course mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I mean I I never like made that conscious decision it's just that when you're given like a I don't, I don't know whether you want to call it a platform or an opportunity it's what you mm-hmm. choose to do with it yeah and yeah, uh, yeah. and so and I think that that I, my eyes were really opened up to those opportunities when I started doing it I was like oh my god this is amazing how could I say no mm. absolutely that's, that's incredible tantalizing isn't it? it's yeah. so good mm, that's oh, yummy oh, that's part of yes. the addiction as well like we've spoken about that a number of times is that, always like, talk it's, about that oh the addiction but like you know you get to be up on stage you get to be living your best life in whatever way that you choose through whatever lens and whatever costume whatever song and you know it's just a way to express yourself through these things that you've always adored and now you're somehow part of it which is just like so wonderfully beautiful at the same time so totally it really is it's like when you, I mean, I remember studying media in like high school and watching films and being taught how to interpret like the themes and their metaphors within film. And I remember sitting there thinking, there is no way that this bitch who made this movie <laughs> thought, oh, if I put a black <laughs> curtain in the background, someone's going to think that, that symbolizes this and mean this. Like, there is yes! no way. But now, like <laughs> as a performer, I get to like you know, create something that I think is beautiful for my own reasons. And then someone else can say, oh, I really loved how you did this. And it made me feel this way and made me think about this. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. But yep. that's what art is, you know. Yeah, but I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's love That's it. the wonderful thing. I was actually talking about this the other day that art or storytelling is essentially just like the passing on of something. And once you've created that thing, somebody else then interprets it their own way and then passes it on and it creates this giant conversation whether you wanted it to or not and I think that's just such a wonderful kind of trickle down effect which none of us really as you just said you never really 
plan that big, you know, <laughs> like to be like, well, that rose in the front corner is going to point <laughs> towards blah. Oh, but it does for some people. Yeah. You're totally right. And I don't know what this conversation about the addiction was, but to me that's what the addiction of performing <laughs> mm-hmm. is. It's everything. It's I didn't everything. know I explain that well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god! You make me miss it so much. I know. No. I know. I've literally. I messaged Tash the other week. I think it was last week, and I was actually watching on um, Stan the Work the World like interviews and tour yeah. and stuff like that. I legitimately started crying because I was like, I just miss my tour friends. And they were like backstage, on stage, in the bus, on the plane, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Tasha, I can't do this. I, can't I literally this replied show. and I was like, yeah, I stopped watching it like weeks ago. I was not coping. <laughs> I was just not, not coping, coping at all. I think I think I, I, I watched <laughs> I think I watched the first episode of that, like when it came out when we all were performing and working. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is trash. I'm never gonna watch this. <laughs> And then, like, fast fast forward to, like, two months into lockdown and I'm, like, laying in bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, my partner's right? asleep, and I'm crying watching it being like, this is the right? best This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I miss my life. Right? This is the best show that is on the internet ever. Yes, 100%. People just don't understand. I'm so they glad don't they know understand. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they actually don't. I yeah. honestly, seeing the queens complain about conditions, I was like, you don't even know because this was filmed last year <laughs> and we don't even know. I was like, man, what I'd kill to be locked in a disabled toilet getting ready again. Oh, I kill for it. Kill for it. Picking jewellery out from the dunny and wearing it on stage three minutes after. Oh, that <laughs> is the life. At least it was clean, you know, at least it was clean. Yes, shiny, glossy. <sighs> That's it. Got that sparkle. That's it. All right, we have a follow-up question, which slides, slides? Okay. Slides. Slides nicely after that one. Socks (laughs) and slides nicely after it. So we want to know what are your best and worst gigs or your most memorable and your maybe least favourite moment or just something that was the most ridiculous time that you're like, share this with you. (laughs) Well, let's start with the best one, right? The best. Love it. The best thing that I've ever done was a few years ago, I got asked to perform at the very last rally for marriage equality that we had before the postal vote happened in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rally drew over 20,000 people to Swanson Street at the front of the State Library. And I, like, I'm not much of a sewer. I can use a machine and I, you know, but but this day I was like, I'm really going to make something cool. And I made this, like, floor-length gown that was, like, hot pink but also had, like, a cartoon post box on the front. Yes. With a I big, remember. I was there and I was like, yes, You were there? Yes, yeah. Yes. It had a big, <laughs> in like, oh big blue letters, in big blue letters across the boobs that said yes, with like an envelope and an arrow into the post box. Yeah. And I got up on stage and performed uh, Lily Allen's Fuck, fuck <laughs> You <laughs> to, to the girl. Go- and I dedicated it to the government. And yes. I had the entire crowd singing along with their fingers up in the air on the chorus. And it was like the oh. most exhilarating experience of my entire life. That it makes was amazing. Me want to cry, don't. That sounds, that is, 
I yeah wow that's that so fun incredible it was like that whole day like everyone just kept coming up on stage and then someone else would do something and so and I was like oh my god I can't handle it like I was a mess by the end of that rally like just everyone kept coming up and I was like oh my god we've got so many feelings just let us fucking like ah." like what are you so many emotions wow back when we could have rallies where we could touch each other and cry and do that like fuck oh that is such an amazing ugly cry and make oh such a good ugly cry Yes, yes. Ugly cry. Yes. <laughs> Especially in full face. Oh, <laughs> so that, nothing that's my number one. That's my Fuck number yeah. one that memory of one. performing. Mm-hmm. Um, my, okay. So uh, <laughs> my least favorite is, it's really awkward. Um, it was my, my debut solo show out of office. I uh, debuted about ex- actually exactly 12 months to the day. Um, oh, congratulations. And thank you. It was the final show. It was an international tour. I did New Zealand as well as Australia. So uh, fancy. <laughs> la um, <laughs> So the final, the final show was in Auckland, right? And uh, there is one part, there's one scene where there's a little bit of audience participation. Um, I basically pull up an audience member to play my love interest, a truck driver named Big Rig 69. And... Uh, the way the scene rolls, <laughs> this, of course, why not? Yeah, um, so I dress this person in like a flannelette and a trucker's cap and then Correct. give them cue cards and say, we're going to have like a, you know, a pre-written conversation. And every time I ask you a question and put the microphone in front of your face, you just need to read what's on the card and we'll go from there. Perfect. Gorgeous, uh, easy, yeah. easy, right? Mm, so easy. And so... It had been going really well all tour. And then the final night, I got this guy up on stage, dressed him up. He looked lovely. And uh, mm. uh, I explained what was going on. And someone in the audience yelled out, Guru! And I ignored them as you do and carried on. And they mm-hmm. kept going, Guru! Guru! And I thought, oh, goodness me. Tried to shut it down and be funny. But then this whole group of people started yelling, Guru! And someone stood up from the audience and walked towards the stage, walked on stage. <gasps> and I, you know got really snarky and like shaded him and like told him to get off. And he whispered in my ear, I'm his guru. He's blind. And no one else in the audience knew what he had told me, but I had realized that I just asked a blind person to read my cue cards on a microphone in front of the audience. And uh, I have never wanted the stage to open up and swallow me whole more in my entire life. But hey, it was a really good lesson in like making a show accessible to all people. Mm You know, yes. so I learned from it, but oh my gosh, at that time, I just, I just didn't anticipate it. It wasn't on my radar. No, nope. I have to say the, the, the guy and the whole team, they were, they were such good sports about it. He was, he was really strong. Like he was never, um, I, I don't think he ever felt shamed or embarrassed. Like he was, right. he was all part of it. And, uh, yeah. thankfully the scene is really close to the end of the show. Yeah. And so as soon as the show was over, I just went and like, you know, entertain them for another yeah. hour. Personally, it was like 100%. let's let's have a drink, let's get through this, let's let's be best friends. I'm so sorry, but thank you for like teaching me this lesson. Yes, absolutely. Naked Wines gives you direct access to over 55 of Australia and New Zealand's best winemakers. They believe in connecting wine drinkers directly to these award-winning winemakers because it's better for everyone. 
Talented, independent winemakers get the support and funding they need to make the best wine they've ever made. The wine drinkers who support them get exclusive access to those wines at discounted prices. Their mission is to change the way the whole wine industry works for the benefit of both the wine drinkers and the winemakers. Anyone can order from Naked's almost all-Australian online range, but the best value kicks in when you sign up to be an angel. Angel members are those who top up their accounts with $40 a month to create a stash to spend on wine when they feel like it. The top-up helps fund the winemakers who work with Naked, and in return, angels get to buy wine at a much lower price. Want to check them out? Use the code FWB, friends with benefits, and the password podcast. Or go to www.nakedwines.com.au forward slash FWB for a $100 voucher for you to use anywhere on their site. Welcome back to Friends with Benefits, the podcast hosted by Betty Bombshell and Tash York. It's your favourite backstage dressing room shenanigans with some of the best cabaret, burlesque, circus and what the fuck are they doing? Performers from all around the world. We are very thrilled to have our extra special guest in the house. It's Karen from Finance. Yay. I specifically referenced the what the fuck are you doing performer part of that (laughs) intro. Exactly. For those of you playing uh, at home. Correct. <laughs> yes, 100%. We fill all of those categories. Exactly to be honest, right. yeah, exactly. True. I think I think anyone who's friends with us obviously does fit into that section. It makes sense. Uh, I think a lot of people just say that to us, you and me, Tash. Just, what the yeah, fuck yeah. are they We're doing? like, yeah, we're all the same, yeah. right? And they're like, yeah, definitely. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you guys are doing no. really well. <laughs> it's because you can't remember anyone's name, you know. No. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad i can remember names oh no you're very good at it i'm in fact the one that can't you're the one that can but i just can't remember specific moments because i'm a bad person after 10 p.m (laughs) like so that's just what's up uh before 10 p.m yeah but extra bad after oh Uh, it's like more yep yep, yep, more yeah yeah like a werewolf Mm -hmm. or something with the moon but my personality (laughs) anyway i don't know what that was uh so karen uh we have a very very, very excellent uh, segment on the podcast, and that is uh, our favourite one, which is Shobo Secrets. Shobo, Shobo, Secrets. But we're going to tell you that. We would like to know your little uh, tip, your Shobo tip, a thing, a trick of the trade, something that only Karen from Finance does to get her through a gig, uh, a little, you know, secret that no one may know. Wow. Well, I tell you what, my this is probably for, you know, the other performers out there. Um, and it's not, it's not really a secret. I think it's something pretty obvious, but something that we needed to be reminded of every now and then is... To like, if you have a booking at like a bar, a party, whatever it is, just to remember that you are being booked not for that like four minute number that you're going to go there and perform, you're getting booked for being you. So mm-hmm. they, they, they want you. Of course, you don't want to give, you know, you don't want to give too much of yourself ever. But if you're booked to like go to a club night and perform a spot number, you got to get there early. You got to mm-hmm. have your shit together. You got to be the life of the party when you arrive. You got to entertain that booker backstage. You got to keep the people happy at the bar. You got to make whoever owns that venue love you. The party yes. starts before you get there and well after you get off stage, you know? 
And that yeah. for me, when I'm working with other entertainers and they kind of adhere to that little structure, they're like, oh, I mean, that's, that's who you want to be friends with. That's who you want to book again. That's the dream to work with. Yes, 100%. Yes, that is Such like... Such a good show, though. Yes. I love that. You like yeah. that? I need to remind myself that sometimes because I'm guilty of not being that person. Oh, especially when you're doing like four or oh, five gigs in a night and you're like, oh, going, yes. and you're like, oh, start this again. Start, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, but yeah, 100%. Like I get that during fringes in particular. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And it's like, no, like this person hasn't seen you do the thing that you've just done before. You have to rock up They're as if you're new. completely yep. out. My cat's biting my finger. Uh, you have to rock up. <laughs> you have to rock up like you're completely fresh. Like that's not their prerogative. They've paid for you to do the thing. Like totally. Someone yeah, also yeah, told the full experience. Mm-hmm. It was Raven um, that oh. told me in my early days of performing um, that no matter like how much you think you did a terrible job on stage, when you come off, if someone like congratulates you or you know wants to talk about it you never admit it like it, oh, even no. if you fell over and like cut your body in half and died cut your body in half. it was still you like never admit that. it was like oh thank you so much i loved being here you know this was a great night i had so yes. much fun <laughs> Because no one wants to hear it. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Speaking of beautiful, amazing feelings, uh, there are some feelings that aren't all (laughs) the time, (laughs) that aren't all the time amazing that come with this profession. And uh, sometimes there's moments of, I just can't do this and what am I doing and why am I doing this and I'm not enough. Uh, Have you ever had many moments of your inner saboteur taking over and what is it that you do, Karen from Finance, to pull yourself out of that hole and just keep on trucking? Um, my inner saboteur is taking over all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's, hey, what's uh, up, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very <laughs> few and far between that I don't feel that it isn't completely taken over. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I think we, in the biz, we call it imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what, but, uh, so that's a very familiar feeling. Yes. What do I do to not let it take over? Uh, I think that these, that, what what helps me with that is to go maybe like inside myself away from like the parties and the shows and the nightlife. Yeah. And that time is had like doing my makeup maybe uh, mm-hmm. is if I can give myself that extra half an hour so that I'm not rushing through it. Sometimes, I mean, most of the time when you get to a gig, you were just like, it's go, 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 crazy, crazy, crazy. Everything's unorganized and wild so if you can just have like a moment of calm before you go in and really just present yourself the best way that you know how you can like i think i think that makeup process of you know two hours in front of the mirror is like i'm beautiful i've got this i can do this look at like look at what i can create because you don't have that feeling when you're at the show (laughs) (laughs) and anyone that says they do is lying (laughs) honey they were hanging on for dear life (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> By a thread. Do you oh, find it's shit. worse when you're an MC versus when you're just there to do an act? Like, because you're an MC and you've got all the weight of the shoulders of everyone else, or is well, that just me? <laughs> actually, well, I, no, I don't think it's just you, but I'm going to say the reverse. Mm. I actually feel like when I'm the MC of a show, I have more power over yeah, right. being my true self and like really being in control of things. I think it's when I'm not MCing, and it's because I rely on a backing track purely you know I don't sing I don't dance it's like I I I I 
yeah, it, like if someone doesn't like a song I'm doing, I can't change it. It's like it mm. goes for as long as it goes for. Yeah. <laughs> There's mm. nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Beautiful. Actually, Karen, I wanted to ask you a question that we didn't have on the list, um, but I'm just oh, interested to know. I know. I'm going to ask you something very terrifying. No, no, no. I just really want to know. Um, in sort of, you know, however long you've been doing drag for, you've sort of seen the evolution of drag and, and how it's changed so dramatically and how it has become just a household thing now, which is wonderful. I mean, obviously in certain households, not all households, but how, you know, how has that been for you to see it evolve and change so dramatically um, and so rapidly? How is that, what's sort of your take on it all? Sure. It's a, that's a good question. I think uh, it's so exhilarating and exciting because you're watching opportunities open up in front of you, left, right, and center, not necessarily for myself, but for, you know, uh, drag entertainers all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I think, um, I, I think maybe like being myself and being a little bit older and maybe more mature for being able to see this, but I am cautious and a little bit like concerned about the people that are, you know, coming up in the drag scene, not having a full grasp understanding and knowledge of what drag was before it was popular. And, mm-hmm. um, what made drag so fabulous in the beginning is mm-hmm. the mis- the mystery behind it and the mm-hmm. kookiness and the craziness. Like it, what a weird thing to do. Like it's lo- mm-hmm. like amazing, crazy kooks out there. Whereas now it's very much in the mainstream. It's very popular. It's very celebrated. Uh, if you take it for what you see it as on the surface only, it's going to die so it's going to disappear. Yeah. Whereas, um, what what I what I what I get really excited by by whether they're new performers or old performers are performers that you can just see they get it. You know, it's a, like it's a silent um, it's a silent thing that you you feel as an audience member when you're watching this. Like, oh, this person they yeah. they get it. I don't know what it is, but they get it. You know, that's is the it thing. You don't know what it is, but they they got it. You know, they that's got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's always that and times a respect for the people past as well, like a respect for mm. the art form and how it was made and who went through it to do the thing. Like, and that's for all of us, like burlesque drag. I think that's why there's such an affinity between the two of them because they were both things that were like literally illegal at certain points. And even like yep. standing up mm. on stage, being a cabaret, like singer, being political and whatnot also was. And I think understanding mm. where this fucking cool thing that you do comes from and you honor that with respect and perform with that respect, I think as well is this like, is, is part of the, it is, is part of that old world. Like you're like, Oh, that's an old world person. They get it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like I think that for me, I, I can see that in a performer where it's like, they haven't just like looked it up on YouTube and went like how to drag. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly Stop. right. Efforts because respecting yeah. the old ways doesn't mean that you like have to do you, it. You have to do the old ways no. and you have hmm. to be like, you know, an old school version. You just have to understand and respect it so that you can like pay homage to it in your own like spirituality as that kind of entertainer. Uh, Beautiful. So we have a fun new segment of our podcast and we like to call it the rapid fire questions that aren't so rapid which (laughs) they're not rapid and there's nothing rapid about them Uh, but it's a nice name though it's look it's something to say it's a catchy name I'm going to ask you a series of questions Karen from finance and I want you to just blurt out whatever 
Just whatever, really. <laughs> whatever may come, all right? All right, I'm so, ready. Okay, Sarah. Okay. Okay, so bloody rough. So, cabaret or burlesque? Burlesque. What's your middle name? Owen. From. Tequila? From. It's, I'm a woman. It's from. Karen, from. from. <laughs> Definitely not Richard Owen, Owen Chadwick. <laughs> <laughs> Government name. Tequila or vodka? Vodka. Kids or no kids? No kids ever. <laughs> right? They have no place in this world. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. A kick in the shins or Trump? A uh, kick in the shins. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few what am I saying? Of course, a kick in the shins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, glue gun or sewing? Sewing. Who is trashier, Tash or Betty? <laughs> Tash. Yes. I think I'm right. Yes, I think yes. I'm right. yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Honestly. <Somebody>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking case in point right there. There you go. Every time it's like, Betty? I'm like, okay. No, I, I, I feel good. like you are very like, I'm scared of you. Yeah. No one's scared <laughs> of me. <laughs> Everyone's I love you. No one's terrified of me. I'm just like the like, hey, what's up? I'm your mum in the corner who had too many drinks at fucking your birthday yes. party. <laughs> Everyone says I'm really intimidating, but I think it's because I never wear my glasses and I have to squint all the time. So I just feel like that is 100 percent it. 100 percent. Um. Okay. Up or down? Down. What's your coffee order? Oh, a three quarter latte. Oh, that was really cute. I liked that. That was really sweet. Um, red or white wine? <gasps> white, white, white wine. Oh, really? Yes, ma'am. Controversial. I want it cold and I want it classy. Oh, crispy. I like it. <laughs> Boxes or briefs? Box. No, briefs, briefs, briefs. Oh, my God. Briefs. briefs Absolutely. Briefs. briefs. Okay, yeah. oh. uh, G-string or boy leg? Boy leg? Lacy or Cotton. Cotton. <laughs> I'm a practical bitch. It's important. No, you're ready. You know, you're ready to go. No, it's really ready. Nice. It yeah. is actually. No, that makes sense. That does mm-hmm. check out. Uh, total sexual encounters at Fringe this year. <gasps> oh, zero. Ah, oh, bummer. Uh, <laughs> lame is or Miss Saigon? Oh, uh, lame is all the time. I have a Cosette tattoo on my left arm here. I wish I could show you, but it's a podcast. Lame is, lame is, lame is, lame is, lame is. I love it. 100% yes, lame is. A child playing recorder for seven years or Trump? Oh, oh gosh. I know. A of- child playing recorder for seven years. What a martyr! <laughs> you got to do it. You fucking knows. All right, say something cool. Uh, um... Gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> Anal. Woo. Correct. What is wind? Wind is beneath me. All right, this is our last question. The name of your next solo show that will never make it on stage. Well, it feels like the one I've been working on for the last six months, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So real. And I haven't given it a name for that exact purpose. Um, you can edit yeah. this out, but it's like naming a child before you give it an abortion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it's not to be done. It shan't be done. I love you it. You can Untitled. leave that in if you want. <laughs> you choose. We probably will. Um, <laughs> um, Gorge, they, that was rapid fire questions. You did so well. Yay. Rapid. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, it took pew, 17 pew. minutes. That was, That's fine. That was honestly the most rapid that it's ever gone. It actually really? is. You That's nailed it. That. Yeah. Thank you yep. so much. People uh, always say that, if anything, I'm quick. <laughs> quick yeah. with the, uh, the finance quick. reports and things like yes. that. No, absolutely, yeah. you know. With the returns. Yeah, fucking quarter. Yeah. Fuck Man, i got to do my yeah. fucking taxes. I can't handle no, it. No, anyway. just ignore it. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's been five years. It's, it's been, been eight. All right, I did years. <laughs> 84 years. Um, they're gonna put me in jail, but it's fine. No, anyway, now we're here for the promo corner, Karen promo from Finance. Do you have anything corner. that you'd like to promo? Anything that I would like to promo? Well, you got match, you got shows. What do you got? What do you? Got? It's completely embargoed until the program comes out. But what even is an embargo in COVID nineteen? Who knows? Who That's knows? Nothing. So don't dob me in, but. Do stream out of office live as part of Melbourne Fringe Digital November Extravaganza. Yay! Yay! I love it. How fun. Uh, We will post those links on our Facebook page as well so people can find it super easy. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it at the actual uh, common rooms and whatnot for the situation or are you doing it from your home? What's the deal? Well, I was lucky enough to have. Um, had the show professionally filmed at Perth, at Fringe World in Perth earlier in the year. Four different cameras, four mics, all the viewing That's pleasures, right. multimedia. Yes, uh, it was the one night of my like 25 show season or something that I got like brutally um, harassed by an audience member. Um, but somehow it man- has not managed to make it in. Like you just can't tell. I don't know if I just handled it well or if it was edited really cleverly, but uh, I was brutally harassed and like the police were called. Uh, <gasps> it was like this whole I thing. remember this. Yes. You, I saw you after the show and you were like, great, I just had it really professionally filmed and fuck. I remember. Oh, yeah, I spent a fortune happened. on getting it filmed <gasps> yeah. and it was like a Tuesday or something. It was wild. Oh. Anyway, it did get filmed and now it's going to be part of a digital fringe yeah. festival. Yes. 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 That's, so That's amazing. Woo. So, yeah, oh, we're that, please stream it. Enjoy it. Shall We'll post all the links, all the bits and pieces. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. We've had the absolute best time just chatting with you and debriefing and doing all the things. I wish we could be near you and cuddle you and about to be going on stage with you right now. It's just I wish we so could wonderful. cuddle and drink and do a bump and have a real good yes! party together too. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and pour myself another bucket of wine. Uh, I'm gonna have some dinner, and I'm gonna miss you dearly, dearly. Uh, Well, it's been gorgeous to see your wonderful face. Pass love onto the family, Mm -hmm. and have a big glass of wine for all of us, my love. 
Yes, I will do. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much to anybody that is still listening. I adore you and I can't <laughs> wait to see you again. It's been so fun. <laughs> thank you. Thank oh, you no so one's much. here, but that's all right. <laughs> We're all fucking just talking to ourselves at this. No, I'm kidding. No, thank you so much for being part of Friends with Benefits, the podcast. My name is Tash York. This is the wonderful Miss Betty Bombshell. And you've been Thanks. listening to Karen from Finance. Thank her so much. And we will see you on the internet. Yeah. Bye. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Friends with Benefits with our absolutely incredible guest, the one and only drag queen from corporate, Karen from Finance. If you'd like to see more about Karen, make sure you check her out on all the socials at Karen from Finance and also at her website. She's also got merch available on Merch Mother, so just look up Karen from Finance on there as well. Folks, if you've liked the show, please like, subscribe and tell your friends about it. Share it around. We always love to get your questions at our email address, Tash is one butt at gmail.com. Yes, that is the real email address. We'll see you on the internet. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.